The gypsy woman told my mother Before I was born I got a boy charge coming He's gonna be a son of a gun He's gonna make pretty women Jump and shout Then the world wanna know What this all about Gadzooks is a great name. On the way down means jumping off the cliffs and building your wings on the way down. Right? That sounds like some bullshit. You Irish son of a bitch. That's when people are stunned, say yes. like Gadzooks. That's a gateway drug. My third eye open. I was like, Gadzooks is not a bad name. Yo, what up, what up, what up? Patreon.com slash OTWD if you'd like to support. At OTWD Podcast on Instagram. At GVDZ double OKS on Instagram, Twitter, as well as Facebook. And on the way down.net will take you to the YouTube page. Subscribe, you bitches. And we're done. That's all the business. Short and to the motherfucking point. I'd like to start with a quick story that happened about an hour ago. I was at the gym, angry, hating the world and all of its inhabitants, as usual. And on my way to the water fountain... A young cat I'm like kind of friendly with at the gym. We just like say what's up to each other once in a while. Don't know his name. Won't ever ask for it. He's never asked for mine because he don't need to know mine. You know, we just sweat profusely next to each other on a daily basis. That's the extent of our relationship. Anyway, I'm walking by and he gets my attention and I pull the AirPod out of my ear. I'm like, what's up, bro? He's like, yo, they're bringing more. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, what? He's like, they're bringing more. Uh, more of them showed up. I think they're bringing the gurney. And I'm standing there. I'm just like, yo, did I glitch the fuck out and just erase the last 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes uh, of a conversation this guy remembers us having? Because I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. So I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. I don't know. What, what, what do you mean? And he's like, the paramedics. I'm like, oh, shit. Gurney? Paramedics? Do believe those are signs of trouble. So I look, and sure enough, three paramedics are walking through the gym. And I'm like, oh, shit, do you know what happened? And he said, yeah, an elderly man drowned in the jacuzzi. And I swear to you, my first thought was, oh, fuck, Gary. Now, if you haven't listened to the last episode, then thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. I'm just kidding. Um, then you won't you don't know who Gary is. But Gary's an old man I talked to while he was naked in the locker room. Older than the Lord. Older than subatomic particles. And so I was immediately like, oh fuck, Gary. I you know, there's a lot of old men at the gym, but I mean, come to find out, I kind of care about this old motherfucker because I was worried about him. So I, uh, there's like a window where you could see into the pool area and I like jog, I jog over there and I look through the window and to my relief, it is not Gary. It's not naked Gary. It's a different old man. And there are like, there's like 20 people around him and they're pumping his stomach and, uh, just doing what paramedics do, doing paramedic shit, paramedical things. And, uh, yeah, that was that I was on the way out already so I, I just said yo peace whatever um to the the guy but then i sat in my car for a little bit and i started thinking like wow i low-key care about gary because i was worried that he might have been dead also 
don't know if his name's Gary. <laughs> Just a quick reminder, I gave him that name. I give everyone names. I, not, they don't know that I have names for them, but that's how I remember them. Um, yeah, it was a weird feeling. I got, I, like, my heart sank, and I got hella anxious, and, like, not sad, just anxious. And I would have been sad if it was Gary. And uh, I was thinking, I was sitting there in my car thinking, like, fuck, I never asked Gary about that restaurant that he told me about for 37 minutes while naked in the locker room. Like, I wasn't naked. He was naked. Gary's dick was out. And he's telling me about a restaurant that has Mexican food and Italian food and Chinese food and steak and hamburgers and barbecue and shit. I never, and I've seen him, I've seen him twice since that interaction. And we, you know, just friendly nod or whatever, but we haven't had a conversation since then. And that's mostly because I avoid conversation at the gym and kind of everywhere. That's a weird thing for a guy with a podcast to say. But when I'm not in podcast mode, when I'm not in performer mode, when I'm not, when I don't have my clown makeup on, I'm not doing my fucking routines, I'm not the most uh, social person. Being stuck having small talk is like purgatory to me. And so I admit, I, I thought, I had thought about being like, yo, Gary, how's that restaurant? Did your wife enjoy it or whatever? But I like, I, I just know. I'd, I'd just rather not open that door because then Gary's going to talk to me for 45 minutes. Or, I mean, <laughs> more likely he'd be like, huh, what, what, what restaurant? I've never seen you before in my life. He, I, I, I don't know if he remembers me or, or, or if he even remembers his name, his name that isn't Gary. But yeah, I just, I, I've been avoiding it because again, I don't, I don't want to get stuck talking forever. But as soon as I thought, yo, did Gary just die? Did Gary die in the jacuzzi? As soon as I thought that could be a possibility, I immediately was mad at myself for not asking him how the restaurant was. That's a weird thing about life. And uh, I know it's a small thing, but maybe Gary craves company. Maybe Gary needs a friend. I don't know shit about Gary aside from the fact that he likes bad restaurants and he has a wife. That's all I know about Gary. I also have seen Gary's dick. So it's kind of strange that I don't know more things in between those things. Like, I know you like restaurants and I've seen your dick. I don't know anything else about you, dog. I don't know your name for real. I don't know where you live. I don't know anything about you. I don't know anything about you, but I've seen your dick and I know you like bad restaurants. Strange. Quite strange when you think of it that way. But again, I was mad at myself for not talking to him when I had the opportunity. And I'll be 1000% honest with you. Not sure I will. <laughs> not sure I'm I'm not like don't interpret this as me saying like, you know, I'm going to talk to Gary next time I see him. I, I, I'm going to be real with you. I probably won't talk to Gary. <laughs> Cuz dog, I I can I mean, 
I'm just not a nice enough person. I'm just not a good enough person. That's just what it is. <laughs> but I'm like low-key proud of myself for knowing I should talk to Gary. You ever heard that Louis C.K. bit where he says every time he sits in first class and a soldier comes on board, he considers for a second getting up and giving the soldier his first class seat, like a little thank you for your service or whatever. And he never does. He's never not. He's not once done it. But he sits there and he's like proud of himself for thinking about it. Like, wow, that was so thoughtful of me. I'm such a nice person. <laughs> That's legit what's going through my mind with, with Gary. I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to Gary. Maybe I won't. But the point is, I was mad at myself for not talking to Gary. And I was worried that Gary might have just died before I had a chance or before I took the chance to uh, ask him about that restaurant he was so excited about taking his wife to. And I will be honest for a moment. Uh, perhaps it has something to do with the fact that my grandfather died like a few months ago. And I haven't I don't think I've ever actually said those words. And I certainly haven't talked about it on the podcast because it's a very big deal to me still. And um, I'm not willing to be quite that vulnerable. Also, it's a short list, but there are a few things in my life that I consider too sacred to be used for content. It kind of cheapens it for me. So, um, So maybe... Probably there's some overlap there between losing my grandfather recently and then uh, thinking Gary might have died. <laughs> as fucking stupid as that sounds. Um. Anyway, we're not going to get dark, goddammit. We're not going to get dark. I'll tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to get dark. Um. But anyway, uh, Gary's not dead. And uh, a funny thing is, and you know... R.I.P. to the guy who is dead, but I didn't have a naked conversation with that dude in the locker room. So, you know, there's not a whole lot of connection there. But um, I told my wife, I was, I texted her, I'm like, yo, some old guy drowned in the jacuzzi and there's hella paramedics came through the gym or whatever. And her being a genuinely good person, the opposite of me, she's an actual sweet person. She actually cares about people. She's like... Oh, that's so sad. Poor guy. I hope that they like revive him or whatever. I hope they were able to revive him. And I'm like, yeah, fucking for sure, you know? <laughs> but then I start thinking, like, yo, we should all be so lucky to die in a jacuzzi, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know that guy. I don't even know Gary. But like, assuming uh just assume everything's cool in his life maybe you know like i'm I'm sure someone will miss him but we're not gonna have to dig that deep i'm talking him as an individual we should all be so lucky to die in a motherfucking jacuzzi i love me a jacuzzi i love me a hole in the ground filled with hot water that i could just sit in boy oh i love me a jacuzzi if human beings don't create anything else in fact, if you erase what human beings have created in the past 
25 years. As long as jacuzzis are still here, I ain't too worried about it myself. So goddamn, I hope I die in a jacuzzi. I almost died in a jacuzzi. Well, this some Final Destination shit. Damn, I just thought of that. Yo, I just blew my own mind right here on the podcast. You were here for it. You just heard that. You just heard that click. Um, Yeah, I fucking almost died in a jacuzzi when I was uh, like one year old or something like that. Maybe a little bit older. Um, It's kind of a family story. I was in, uh, well, a jacuzzi uh, with my grandpa, coincidentally. Wow, I just blew my mind again. I'm on one today, boy. Wow, we're opening doors this afternoon. I did mushrooms a few days ago. Hated them, but maybe this is some residual. We don't. That's a whole nother story. Maybe we'll get into that. But yeah, I almost died in my grandpa's jacuzzi. My grandpa was in it, and as well as my dad, and uh, some of my uncles, my mom's brothers, and uh, you know, obviously, I'm I was too young. I so I only know information that they told me. But I do have glimpses of, um, I, I do have a tiny bit of memory of that happening. But uh, yeah, they were all, it's so funny because the whole, my whole life, when they tell me about that story, they're like, yeah, you know, we were just talking. We're all just talking and uh, we, we weren't paying attention to you and we knew you were in there, but we just like... Uh, I assumed he had you and he assumed I had you and and whatever and not spoiler alert none of us had you and uh we looked and you're at the bottom of the fucking jacuzzi just staring up at us and uh my dad old well, th- so they're just talking and now as an adult I'm like you motherfuckers were hammered <laughs> you mother- oh you just talk who the fuck sits in a jacuzzi and talks no you guys were boozing like adults do you guys were enjoying your day and I almost died because of it um, but it's, you'd have to know my dad and my grandpa, but both of them tell the exact same story. But in my grandpa's version, my dad was supposed to be watching me and he found me and he rescued me. And in my dad's version, my grandpa was supposed to be watching me and he found me and he rescued me. So one of them's lying. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not a fucking, I'm not the smartest guy, but one of you's full of shit, but it don't matter because a motherfucker's still alive. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, yeah, it would just be a trip to die in a jacuzzi considering I almost died in a jacuzzi. It's like cosmic justice or some shit. I don't know if that's a thing, but I told my wife, I was like, oh, because she said, I I really hope um, they were able to resuscitate him. And me being the way I am, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of happy for him if they weren't, <laughs> because like he's an old man, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine you die in a jacuzzi, and then they bring you back to life. You're still an old man, probably a little more fucked up because you already died, and they brought you back to life. I assume that's kind of taxing on your motherfucking system. So assume, I don't know, maybe, what is he, 90 or some shit? This, I'm, I, I, am I 
bananas for assuming this motherfucker is going to die pretty soon anyway. And imagine being in a hospital. Imagine your final moments of life are in a hospital alone with tubes up your nose and needles in your veins and you're just shitting on yourself and pissing in the bed and you got to be spoon fed terrible hospital food and 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 you're just watching Judge Judy and you just know you're never going home. You know this is it. This is how your life ends and all you keep thinking is, dog, I could have fucking died in a jacuzzi. I did die in a jacuzzi. But you wouldn't let me have that. They took that from me. Like not a month ago, I was sitting in a jacuzzi, relaxed, at ease, at peace with the world and the universe and my place in it. How can you be mad in a jacuzzi? How could you be scared in a jacuzzi? Like the only way that could have been better is if I could have like had a cocktail or some shit to sip on in that jacuzzi, perhaps a cigar or some shit, but I, they can't, you know, I can't take that to the gym. But one thing the gym does have is young ladies in bikinis walking around and that's not a bad afternoon. That's not a bad way to go out staring at tits in a jacuzzi. I'm I'm just saying, I'm I'm just saying not a bad way to end a life. Sitting there, almost naked, in a jacuzzi. You're fat, you're brittle, you're gray. You don't give a fuck. You got nothing to prove anymore. You're staring at these young little 27-year-olds running around, prancing around, frolicking about as they do. You're sitting there minding your business, just watching the way their wet hair lays between their shoulder blades and sends beads of water trickling down the crack of their ass. You're staring at the wet footprints they leave on the dry cement as they walk back and forth. You're just laser-focused in on that piece, that just that piece. Not quite the ass cheek and not quite the thigh. It's that little piece, that little strip of land, that little Gaza strip between the ass cheek and the top of the thigh. Just that little where, where, where the two come together. Just that little tiny bend. Just the bend. Just the, the dip, the crevasse. And you're just sitting there thinking how much you want to put your fucking face in it. And you know you're in no danger of getting a hard-on in the pool because that function stopped working many moons ago. So you're able to just fully indulge in your fantasy. Meanwhile, you just look like a sweet old man sitting in the jacuzzi, not bothering anyone. These women don't even know you exist. You just, you're, you're like furniture. You're like, a, you're like a painting on the wall. But not like a good painting. You're like, you're like a painting you'd see in the lobby of the dentist office. Like it's just a painting of flowers in a vase or some shit. Like it's not even meant to be looked at or admired. It's just there so people forget they're at the fucking dentist. Just so they don't obsess about the fact that they're about to pay a guy to rip their fucking teeth out of their face. That's what you are. And you know that, but you're okay with it. You're okay with that because in your mind, in your mind, you're ravaging them. In your mind, you're still a young, hungry lion. You're starving and they're looking exactly like a gazelle. So you're locked in. You're fully committed to this fantasy. You're in that jacuzzi just floating. Just floating. <laughs> Every once in a while, you might get a hello from him. Like, hi, Dave. Oh, that's Dave. He's the old guy here. He's just always here. It's just Dave in the jacuzzi. Like, yeah, bitch, I'm Dave in the jacuzzi. I'm just Dave in the jacuzzi, all right? Just harmless Dave. Call me harmless Dave. Meanwhile, you don't realize that I'm thinking about your insides. I'm looking at your outsides, and they're making me curious as to what your insides are like. 
Yeah, I'm just harmless Dave. Just harmless Dave. But little do you know, I'm not smiling because I'm friendly. I'm smiling because I'm thinking of all the things I'd like to do to you that would get me arrested in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the filthy, unbiblical things I'd like to do to you while she watches. And then I'd like you to do those filthy, unbiblical things to her while I watch. And then we'll just kind of see where it goes. But good morning. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Enjoy your workout. Enjoy the water. Have yourself a good swim. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> no, no, baby. Thank you for the vile and disgusting images in my head. Thank you for them all. You just keep thinking about how much you want to pull the string of her bikini top and watch it fall to the ground. And she climbs in the jacuzzi and gets on top of you. She's like, can I tell you a secret? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, you can. She's like, well, I've never told this to anyone, but I've kind of always wanted to fuck an old man. <laughs> like, shit, me too, baby, me too. I mean, no, I don't want to fuck an old, I, I just mean, I, I want you to fuck an old man. I'm the old, you know what I meant, right? I'm the old, yeah, just making sure. You're sitting there, you're just getting yourself worked up. You Again, you're, you're in the jacuzzi, just floating. Just floating in the jacuzzi. And you're just thinking, you're just getting worked. You're, just, you're just getting all fucking worked up. You're getting, all, again, no heart on. That function don't work, but your, your heart's beating. Your heart's beating, you're starting to sweat. You can't really tell because you're wet because, you know, you're in the jacuzzi. Just floating, just floating. But you remember what this feels like. You remember, you remember that intense, the, just the, 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 the beating in the chest. You start seeing tunnel vision, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, what the, what, oh, my God. God, I'm coming. Am I coming? Oh, 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 I think I'm coming. Ah, but it's a heart attack and you just die. Honestly, not the worst. Not the worst. Unless you wake up in a hospital after with tubes in your nose and needles in your veins and shit in your diaper and a Chinese nurse spoon-feeding you a terrible, like, jello or whatever. Yogurt. No one wants to die eating yogurt, yo. No one should die eating yogurt. And you're just mad. You're so mad because... You were just harmless Dave in the jacuzzi, but now you're angry Dave in the hospital because these motherfuckers wouldn't just let you die in the jacuzzi. That was a better ending. We didn't need this ending. That was a much better one. Who are you to bring me back to life? Did I ask for that? Rude. Rude and insensitive. Anyway, goddammit. <sighs> Come to think of it, I hope Gary dies in a jacuzzi. I'm glad Gary ain't died today, but you know what? Now that I think about it, upon further contemplation, I hope Gary gets to die in a jacuzzi. And you know what else? God damn it. I hope I do too. It was my destiny. May we all be so lucky to die in a jacuzzi. <laughs> there he goes, talking about death again. I know we talk about death a lot. I do. I talk about death a lot. But, you know, I, 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 if that bothers you, if it bothers you, the fact that I talk about death ad nauseum, then here's a little more for you. Bobby Caldwell just died. And that is very sad. I mean, it ain't very sad, but it's sad. 
I fucks with Bobby Caldwell a, a, a great deal. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's a white man who sings very well. And that's important because not many of those do that. Um, I want to say he will always have a place in the heart of any self-respecting hip-hop head because some of our favorite songs are directly sampled from his music. The top three being, um, well, shit, now I can't remember them. Uh, I shouldn't have to Google this, goddammit. It should be right here on the tip of my tongue. Um, His song, My Flame, which is probably my second favorite. That was the sample in Biggie's Sky is the Limit. And then the one he's probably most known for is uh, Do for Love. And that was the sample in Tupac's Do for Love. So you got a Biggie sample and a Pac sample. I mean, that's royalty right there. And then the third, which is my favorite song by him, is called Open Your Eyes. And that is the sample in Commons The Light. And it's funny because I've talked, well, I'll, I'll be honest. When I was a kid, I always thought that was a Stevie Wonder sample. Because it kind of sounds like a young Stevie Wonder. That's how dope this motherfucker is. That's how dope this white man is. Motherfucker sounds like Stevie Younger, a young Stevie Wonder, the best Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder in his prime. And I always assumed it was Stevie Wonder. But then quite a while after, I'm talking like that Commons Delight came out. I was probably in eighth grade, seventh grade, something like that. And I don't think I knew the sample wasn't Stevie Wonder until like well after high school. Like, what was eighth grade? Eighth grade, I'm so bad at time. Have we been over this before? I'm so bad at time. Um, But, like, I know exactly what shoes I used to wear in eighth grade. I know what my hair looked like. I know who my friends were. Um, I want to say eighth grade was probably 99? 2000? 2000 what? Something like that. And I damn I damn well think I didn't know it wasn't Stevie Wonder till like I don't know, man, 20 fucking 15. I just found out is what I'm saying. I found out two days ago when he died. No. Um But yeah, I, I found out much later that it wasn't Stevie Wonder. And then even now, I will hear people like we'll be listening to uh the light common song and they'll be like man that's stevie sample <laughs> and if i was most of my asshole friends i'd be like well you know actually that's a common misconception because <laughs> turns out it's not stevie wonder it's actually bobby codwell bobby codwell being an old white man that sings apparently as good as a young stevie wonder a stevie wonder in his prime did you know that don't think you did now you do and you're welcome for that information Go about your day knowing that I'm better than you. But I ain't, I ain't gonna do that. I'm just, I kind of, I'm like, yeah, man, that shit cold. Shit cold-blooded. <laughs> what if it's a test? They're just like, this Stevie sample real dope, right? And look at me like, is he gonna agree or does he know it's not Stevie? 
because if they called me on it, I can't be like, oh, actually, I did know. I, I, I did know that it wasn't. St- I just didn't want you to, to feel stupid. So I, I pretended that I was also stupid. Not that you're stupid, but if 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 thinking it's Stevie Wonder makes you stupid, then I wanted you to think that I'm also that that amount of stupid. Because I don't I don't hurt your feelings anyway. Bobby Caldwell died, and that's okay, you know, because like I said earlier, it's sad. But is it really sad? Am I sad? No, I'm not sad. I was sad when Mac Miller died because Mac Miller is very young and still active, and uh, I mean you can't even compare the two. Bobby Caldwell, a cold motherfucker, make cold-ass motherfucker songs. Mac Miller spoke to my soul. We're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. We never have. Like I said, sometimes I'm not willing to be that vulnerable. But the impulse when people die is to say, oh, how very sad. And sure, for, uh, for the people who knew them personally and loved them and all that. But the cool thing about being a fan of somebody is that they left you with shit you can continue enjoying. They spent their life making things that you can continue to listen to or read or watch or whatever the case may be. And in that sense, they live forever. And I know we've talked about this shit before. This is kind of like, it's not a theory. It's just something I think think about a lot. And I remind myself, like, like regardless if 10 people continue to listen to your, your stuff, to, to, to ingest your art, or 10 million people, there's at least a few people on earth who, in their mind, you will live forever. And so... I mean, let's be real. Bobby Caldwell wasn't giving us anything. It's not like it's not like we 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 missed out on any any forthcoming projects, and that's fine. He 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 gave me enough. God damn it! So, R.I.P. Go- <laughs> R.I.P. Gobby Podwell. No, R.I.P. R.I.P. Bobby Caldwell. I, I imagine if I did that at a funeral. In fact, we'll go ahead and end this episode with one of his songs. Like not now, but when when it when it's done, when when we're finished, when it's over, at the end, you know, we'll ride out to one of his songs. Full disclosure: I don't really know what else to talk about. Um, I don't have uh, nothing. Ain't nothing on my heart. Nothing comes to mind. Um. Well, this month makes three years since I adopted. My best friend, um, my dog, Ice Cube. And I hate to sound like one of these people who just constantly talk about their dog. You know, because I hate those people. But God damn it, I guess I'm one of those people, you know? And if you listen to this podcast, if you follow me on social media, if, if you follow any aspect of my life, you're you're very familiar with my dog. He's even on the podcast sticker in a spaceman suit. I made my dog a spaceman, and now I sell him on a sticker, exploiting him unapologetically. It's the least his punk ass could do, you know? <laughs> One of the best things about this podcast blowing up, if that ever happened, would be like doing a live show or something and then bringing him on stage and just hearing everybody chant his name. And he'd probably 
you know, attack everybody or something. He'd <laughs> probably get triggered like a motherfucker and just I scoop. I <laughs> No, but I talk about him a lot because he's like always here. You know this. If you're a, a, if you're a down ass downer, then you know this. He just always he's right behind me. You could hear him snoring if this microphone wasn't so fancy and expensive. Like, this motherfucker mad spoiled out here in the world. <laughs> I'd take him everywhere with me. He's my road dog. He, this motherfucker always in the passenger seat. Sometimes my son sits in the back and he sits in the passenger seat up front with me. Just staring straight ahead. He's so spoiled. So I like to go to the gym in the morning after I drop my kid off at school. But now, I, I shit you... Not. I will make two trips because he enjoys going to school so much. He wakes up as soon as we, uh, as soon as we wake up, I open his little cage. His cage is in my room. It takes up half the fucking space in my room. And I've always kind of felt weird about putting a dog in a cage and like people who do that crate them is like what they say. We crate them. Oh, you mean you lock them in a cage? Just say that. (laughs) <laughs> um but he likes to sleep on the bed with me and i can't i ba- i could barely sleep with my wife you know i can't i can't sleep with people i mean i can't really sleep anyway I'm, i've never been good at sleeping it, it comes in spurts i'm actually in the middle of one i've been averaging about two hours of sleep a night for what tonight was night eight i believe and if that sounds horrible (laughs) you're right it's not the best you ever seen fight club where he talks about having insomnia and he says everything like when you're navigating the world having not slept in a week i mean granted like i said i get two to three hours here and there but even those are like it's not like a solid two to three like i'll wake up five or six times i'm like oh fuck i was doing it i was sleeping ah shit (laughs) i only know that because i'm no longer sleeping son of a bitch sometimes i go back to sleep sometimes i won't most times i won't but the point is when you when when you when you go about your day everything it's like everything's foggy it's like looking at the world through glasses that somebody smudged and I think in Fight Club, he says it's like everything's a copy of a copy of a copy. And that that shit is scary. Kind of. Like I said, I've been doing this shit for a long time. So I do notice that when I am more productive, I sleep less. Which is a predicament. Because who doesn't like a good night's sleep? But I want more than that. <laughs> I, I, I like to do things and make things and talk to people. And my brain fires on all cylinders. And when that happens, it's unreasonable to be like, now stop. Thank you, brain. I appreciate you being brilliant and fucking thinking of all these things. Like, look at that. We woke up this morning and who knew we'd have all these new things. In in our head, new ideas, new new songs, new jokes, new new shit to talk about, new aspirations. Now stop. 
it don't work that way. Anyway, why are we talking about me not sleeping? Um, why are we talking about me being a no sleeping ass motherfucker? Oh, because uh, Ice Cube likes to sleep with me. So, so uh, there's no way I can have this 95 pound pit bull sleeping with me. This motherfucker snores. He moves around. It's just, it's, it's not feasible. So we crate him, meaning we lock him in a cage, but we keep the cage in our room. And the first time I felt so bad, I ordered the cage and it got here and it's like the size of a fucking, a small vehicle. It's like slightly smaller than my Nissan. I put it in our room and I'm, I'm just, he's watching me assemble it and I'm just looking at him like, fuck man, I'm sorry about this. You might not want to watch. You might not want to look at this. And he's just laying on my bed looking at me like, I have to go in there, huh? <laughs> But of course, we had like a, a foam, like a memory foam, um, like a foam topper for the bed. Very comfortable, but too comfortable for me. Too soft. Don't like it. So we decided to take it off. And um, it's just been sitting in my room. And we cut that. It was my wife's idea. She gets the credit for that. I, you know, I put all the work in. So... I need at least that credit, you know, <laughs> but I measured out his cage and I cut this foam toppers and then I, I, I put it in there and then put his bed on top of that. So now this motherfucking pit bull, this stray ass pit bull, this straight out the pen pit bull for straight fresh from up north. Uh, now he sleeps on a $300 foam mattress topper. Not the worst life. Not the worst life considering three years ago you were sleeping on cement in a cold jail cell just awaiting execution. <laughs> Not the worst outcome. Worked out well for you, I'd say. But yeah, when it's time to go to bed, I went to the cage and I opened the door and he went right in there as if he like had experienced it before. But the kicker is he loves it. He loves his cage. Again. $300 mattress topper was not to love. You know what I mean? And it's big. You you could literally, he's, he's not a small dog. I could fit five of him in, in that cage. Spared no expense. Spoiled his ass, you know? But um, what was my point besides the fact that I make two trips now? I take my kid to school with him in there because he loves going to school. Then I come home, drop him off, and then go to the gym because I can't take him to the gym. I can't take a 95-pound pit bull to the gym. I think that's the point. No. I think the point is that I've had him for three years. We got him on March 8th, and we don't know what his birthday is. So we just consider that his birthday. And on his birthday last year, I was on tour in Hawaii, and uh, I, wouldn't, I wasn't here for it. Also, he doesn't know it's his birthday. <laughs> he don't really know. You know what I mean? He, he has no idea. My wife went to the... That's how you know we live in a nice neighborhood. She went down down a downstairs down the hill to the dog bakery i repeat she went down the hill to the dog bakery and not the kind of dog bakeries they have in little saigon in the vietnamese section of town <laughs> they bake things for dogs not with dogs difference um <laughs> 
I don't care, man. Fuck Vietnamese people. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you guys. I love your food. I love your food. I love your accents. I plan to visit your country. But probably not the bakeries in your country. Fucking hard pass on the mutt muffins, you know? On the Labrador loafs. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, goddammit, uh, my wife got him, like, a, a, a birthday cupcake or whatever last year. And, again, I wasn't there, so I had to, like, watch it on, uh, she sent me pictures or whatever. But I was here this year, and uh, we didn't do anything because I forgot. Um, <laughs> I we, we had planned to, but it's been a weird week. It's It's, it's been uh, kind of strange. Long story. Many of them. Um but yeah, I was just tripping like, well, it was three years ago that I got him. And it's crazy because that also means that it's been three years since the pandemic started. And I hate to be the person who talks about the pandemic because I hate those people. It's kind of rough working at a comedy club sometimes because literally people, comics take the stage and uh, no matter how successful they are, whether they're the the host, the feature, the guest spot, the headliner, everyone from people you've never heard of to fucking D.L. Hughley, who's a legend, every single one of them gets off their pandemic jokes that you could tell they wrote like two and a half years ago, but they're still trying to milk. They all talk as if, they have this new brilliant idea that everyone in the audience hasn't already heard or thought about themselves. Most of which aren't even jokes. They're just like complaints and grievances. They're all like, man, who else is happy to finally be outside? Everyone, uh, like, what you mean? Five dog. <laughs> We've been outside. Talk about something else. Man, that pandemic, huh? That pandemic was rough. I was stuck in the house with my girlfriend. I was trying to come up with reasons to go to the store. I tried to get out. We're going to kill each other. Man, that lockdown was something else. I had to actually raise my kids. <laughs> Man, I don't want to sound like a hater, but I'm having difficulty not sounding like a hater since I hate you so much. The sheer amount of hatred I have for you in my heart is making it very difficult for me to not sound like a hater, you see. You're just so hateable. <laughs> The point is, I've had my dog for three years now, and this motherfucker has saved my life more times than he'll ever understand. I mean, he couldn't, he, there's no way for him to understand, even like once, but you know what I mean by that. Like, certainly during the pandemic, but even now, like, during the pandemic, it was rough. I've belly ached about it before, but everything kind of hit me at once, and I know we all have, have our own experiences, but this is, you know... This is where I talk about my experiences. But like, it, it feels like within within a few months, I like, I lost the Rick Rubin job, which they, which even, even was even worse than losing it. It's not like someone called me and be like, hey, uh, we're not going to call you anymore. I just like waited for a call that never came. So I like, I can't even have closure or like try to do something else with my life at the same time. And it's not like it stopped either. I, I wish the selfish asshole in me wishes it just stopped. I, I wish everyone was out of a job, but I just had to sit back and watch them keep going. But then they started doing it on Zoom, so they didn't need a photographer. So I'm like, fuck, man, I want to meet Rizza. 
I'd like to take pictures of Missy Elliott, but that's not how it went, you know? So I was uh, bummed out about that. And then at the same time, we lost the studio in which I used to conduct this podcast. We, we lost that and then moved to another one and lost that before we even really opened. And then there was a whole nother uh, a slew of other shit that we won't get into that I, I haven't talked about and won't talk about. Again, some things I sometimes I just I don't want to be that vulnerable. Plus, they involve other people that they don't deserve their business being thrown about the street you know what i'm saying like use your imagination you've seen movies you know i'm a wild boy add that to the list of 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 just things that are the matter anyway mental health issues and all it was just a, a culmination of shit that uh a motherfucker almost didn't survive and I swear to you, all I had in this world was the fact that I had to walk my dog. And truthfully, if I offed myself, he would miss me a whole lot. Because every time I leave the house, this motherfucker pouts until I get home. He gets depressed. He don't eat. He, uh, he, he'll, he'll entertain others in the house, but like not with the same gusto uh, with which he does me. And, uh... I know there should be like a million other things that would stop me. All right, here we go talking about death again. And I know I'm very candid about this shit. And if it triggers you, I yeah, turn it off now. Okay, just turn it off now. But um, I know there should be many other reasons f for me to like not commit suicide. And certainly there are. But it's weird that the first one is always my dog. That's obviously not to say I care about him more than I do my kid or, or whatever. But it's just like, I don't know why that is. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing to admit to the world. Um, but you know me, I kind of find humor in everything. So, like, especially the dark shit. Again, if you're triggered by this, turn it off. But I... <laughs> can't believe I'm going to say this. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll cut this. I don't know. But I remember walking my dog, which isn't to suggest this doesn't happen still sometimes, but my dog's a big dog. It's, he's a very strong dog. And so we have the thickest leash available. It's like a bridle for a horse. It's a rope, essentially. It's my, I walk this motherfucker with a rope. And I remember walking him and being like, this is definitely strong enough to like support my body weight <laughs> where I decide to, I don't know, dangle from it. <laughs> this is so dark, yo. This is so dark. Um, and so I guess they're called suicidal ideations, not like thoughts or plans. It's just like entertaining the idea. Like, Oh, if I could do that, I would do it this way or, or whatever. And so a real thought that entered my mind, we keep the dog leash on the little entry table in our house. And if I go near that motherfucker, my dog jump up like, oh, are we going? Are we going? Are we going to go? Are we going to go? You taking me for a while? Are we going to go? Are we going to go? We're going to the beach. We're going to the park. We're just going to go around the block. What are we going to do? Either way, I'm down. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm down. Let's go. And I remember thinking like, 
<laughs> if I were to hang myself with my dog's leash, I'd have to like trick him. I'd have to wait till he's in the backyard and then quietly pick it up because if he hears it, he's going to be like, hey, where are we going? We're going. Oh my God, are we going for a walk for real? We just went. Are we going to go again? Oh my God, are we going to the beach? Are we going to the park? Are we just going to walk around in circles in the backyard, in the front yard, whatever yard is available? I mean, shit, just put the leash on. We'll walk around the living room. I don't care. Either way, I just want to go on a walk with you. And what am I supposed to tell him? Like, oh, no, no, we're not going to go for a walk ever again, actually. <laughs> but I remember smiling. I remember smiling to myself being like, you're a maniac. <laughs> the main reason you're not going to hang yourself with your dog's leash is because if he sees you pick up the leash, he's going to assume you're going to take him for a walk. <laughs> And then you don't have the heart to not take him for a walk. <laughs> anyway, the good news is I haven't hung myself with my dog's leash. The bad news is I don't know whether it's hung myself or hanged myself. I'm pretty sure it's hung, but, you know, I took AP English in high school, took a couple college courses, but those little things slipped through the cracks, you know? I'm still unclear as to what is the best word choice for that sentence. But shout out to my dog for keeping me alive, for providing hilarious perspective at times, and for keeping me fit, to be honest, because, I, again, I walk this motherfucker a lot, and I'm not the biggest fan of cardio. I lift heavy things over and over until I love myself more, you know? We've been over this. But notice, I never talk about being on a treadmill or nothing. Fuck a treadmill. Fuck a treadmill. But I definitely get my steps in. I get my cardio in. I get I get my my heart medicine in. Just walking this heavy, vicious ass dog up and down these goddamn hills of Anaheim. And we have a good time. I've listened to so many podcasts, so much music. Just walking this fat dog around the city. In fact, today I was walking him. And <laughs> I don't know how you are, okay? We'll get off death for a while. Probably not, but I don't know how you are. I don't know what your neighborhood's like, but I live in a neighborhood where someone always throws newspapers in my driveway. It's not, it's not a newspaper. I honestly, I don't know what it is. I never opened the plastic bag because I didn't ask for that. <laughs> Who puts that there and why do I have to throw it away? You know, you tell me anyone reads that shit. I assume it's like the sale papers or or, or, or some shit. I, I don't know. There's just like advertisement. It's they're small. It's just like, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 pages of shit. And it's wrapped in a plastic bag. But I'm the neighbor. <laughs> I swear people probably think that like we all died in this house sometimes because I'll let that shit stack. There'll be <laughs> there'll be six or seven of them bitches in my neighbor in my uh, in my driveway. Everyone else, all my neighbors, do the responsible thing. Like, honey, there's another one of those newspapers wrapped in plastic laying in our driveway again. I better go and dispose of it, lest I be considered a litter bug. But yeah, I don't do that. I, I don't. I don't do those. I was like, yo, I ain't put that shit there. <laughs> Who the fuck he's throwing newspapers wrapped in plastic in my motherfucking driveway, man? How do I put a stop to this? I, I, like, who ordered this shit? 
Who do I call? Who like do I have to call anyone? Like if I just put uh that man, that's what I should do. I should put a sign on my garage. I should be like, please stop throwing newspapers wrapped in plastic in this here driveway. I'd greatly appreciate it. Like, why is that my responsibility? Cause it's my fucking driveway? Like, what what if someone let a rhinoceros loose in my yard? Like, is that now my rhinoceros? I got it. That's my responsibility. Uh, like, I ain't asked for that rhinoceros. I'm going to call the zoo like, yo, y'all come get your motherfucking rhinoceros. All right. This motherfucker's going to starve to death. I would never let him starve to death. But you know what I mean? Like, stop, stop letting rhinoceroses loose in my motherfucking house, dog. In, in, my, in, in my yard. In my yard. I ain't asked for that shit. No one reads that shit. Who the fuck reads a newspaper? It's not even a newspaper. I should, you know what? Maybe I'll go get it right now. Cause if it isn't apparent, I'm out of things to talk about. So maybe I should go get the shit and we'll, we'll figure it out. You know what? We're going to do that. Give me a second. BRB. <laughs> and we're back with the, uh, the little newspaper wrapped in plastic. This is what, that's what it sounds like. All right. Let's, let's open this shit. What did I say? Did I say, did I say 20 pages, 30 pages? Let's count it. Hey, you can't even get... All right, let's just rip this plastic. This is taking more effort than I originally assumed it would. Come out, motherfucker. All right, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. All right. It's out of the plastic. We've removed the condom. It looks like sailpapers. Closet world. <laughs> So glad someone dropped this in my, in my fucking. <laughs> oh, man. Honey, you know how we've been waiting two years for a closet? Well, I have good news. <laughs> the Lord has answered our prayers. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All right, twelve pages. I was close. I said thirty. <laughs> it's not close at all. So we got Ralph's avocados for sixty-nine cents each. God damn! I'm so glad someone dropped this in my driveway. That's amazing. This is why I'm a God-fearing Christian. Beef brats, two ninety-nine each a package. Wow, it comes with five. Amazing. What a savings. Organic strawberries, two ninety-nine with card. Amazing. Let's see, what is this? Boneless chuck roasts. Asado de paletia. <laughs> Three ninety-nine a pound. That actually does sound good, I'm not gonna lie. Alright, maybe I'll go buy that one. Um Let's see, what else we got here? Where's this again? This is Ralph's. Ralph's. Y'all ever seen Rackham Ralph? You, have we talked about that? When Kanye's getting interviewed and he's like, Y'all ever seen Rackham Ralph? I say that shit often. Ooh, look, competition. Vons. So the first one is Ralph's. Oh, see? Compare and contrast. Ralph's. Uh, medium avocados, 69 cents each. Vons. Medium avocados, 99 cents each. Take a fucking hike, Vons. You lose the avocado race. You lose the battle of the avocados. What are we doing, yo? Why am I reading this newspaper? Oh, Stater Brothers. Okay. Stater Bros is the next one. Let's see what Stater Bros is talking about. Where's the avocados? 
What's wrong with me, man? I told you I ain't been sleeping much. Oh, get the fuck out of here, Stater Bros. Both of y'all. I don't know how many brothers there are, but all of y'all, get the fuck out of here. Avocados, one twenty-nine each. Garbage. Garbage. Hot garbage. All right, well, that bought us five minutes. And now we're dropping shit. I took mushrooms. Um, was it last week? What's today? Thursday? No, today's Friday. So when did I take mushrooms? I feel like it was last week. Anyway, Drew, who you know and hate from the podcast, he, with with the best intentions, he is my friend and he looks out for me. I don't know if it's looking out for me. He just cares for me and he knows when I'm going through something. And he has his methods, and out of the kindness of his heart, he suggests... Well, we really just read the fucking sale paper. I just... Very strange. Out of the kindness of his heart, he suggested I start microdosing, because he's like, if if you microdose, you won't drink as much. It's uh, They're doing studies on it, which lead them to believe it could be a good cure for depression. And so, you know, what do you have to lose except for your mind? And uh, in my desperation, I took him up on it. If you know me, you know I don't fuck with psychedelics. Um, very, my, my brain be delicate. I'm more partial to the bad things. So I uh, I paid it the respect it deserves. I did some research. I made sure I had an empty stomach. I made sure I wasn't drinking alcohol before or like while I took them. Uh, I did it in the beginning of the day, this and that. And I have this, I do this thing and it kind of makes me realize how desperate I am for, I won't say cure, but uh, I need, uh, I, I need something. I need something. I do this thing where I'll, I'll get hip to something. And then I'll, the more I research it, I'm like subconsciously like, finally, Shit's going to be better now. We found a cure. This is what we've been looking for. And then I start making plans in my life as if I'm already healed, as if I'm already better. I start like, okay, well, now we can start doing that. Now we can do this and that because, you know, since I've cured myself, since I found it and I haven't even like tried it yet. I did that when uh, I started antidepressants. This is a while ago, a while ago. Um, Anyway. The point is, I took the first dose. I was looking forward to it, and uh, I hated it. <laughs> and it uh, kind of fucked my week up. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, you supposed to do this every day? No, sir. No, sir, and or madam won't be won't be taking that anymore. I uh, I took the first pill, and it's a micro dose, so you're technically not supposed to trip at all. But tell that to my brain, because I took a nap. I took one and then took a little nap. And I was just having dreams of just horrific dreams of my dog digging up dead babies. I swear to God, digging up dead bodies in my backyard and like mauling the rest of them. Like, this one's not fucked up enough. You buried it too early. There's still stuff here to maul. I'm just coming outside looking at them like, what the fuck? There's like blood everywhere. Don't worry, you won't trip. You won't even notice. 
Then I like wake up and I'm like looking outside. I'm I'm going to my window. I'm looking down into my backyard. Like there ain't no dead bodies dug up, right? Like I, that was in fact it was indeed a dream because that shit fell real than a motherfucker, man. Um, and that just kind of fucked my day up. And then I'm I'm sitting there. I'm like, like fuck. I guess I should go eat something. I just felt sluggish and and just uh fucked up, just bad just generally bad like standing in my kitchen i'm looking at my hands i'm like oh yeah i've tripped enough in my life i've smoked enough weed in my life there was that time i did acid in cuba like very similar like i don't give a fuck what you told me like the dosage was this is enough to make my hands look way bigger than they should be and i don't that that shit don't sit well with me i've never i, I wish i wish I wish I could do that shit. Be like, yo, bro, look, my, my hands are huge. This is awesome. Like, I'm perfectly fine with the size of my hands. I don't need them to be any bigger than they are. Like, bro, the walls are melting. Like, I don't want, I don't need my walls to melt. I'm perfectly fine with them just intact the way they are supposed to be. I don't want my walls to melt. <laughs> like, what a weird thing. What a weird thing. Anyway, that kind of sent me spiraling into a depression because not only did... Oh, and also, 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 the stomach pains. Here's some shit I nipped. Like, they didn't bother mentioning this tidbit in the shit I read. Nobody told me to prepare for all the king's horses and all the king's men to have a ritualistic satanic blood orgy in my guts, in my bowels. No one prepared me for that. And it was pretty immediate, I got to tell you. It was pretty immediate. Like pill, water, bubble guts. Start making that, you know what I mean? The, the, the bubble guts noise. You start looking around like, did that noise come from inside my body? And I swear to you, for four days, four days, it was bad. Bad. <laughs> we got to get graphic, but it was bad. Twas bad. And I only took one pill. I, I'm, I'm trying continuing that shit. Call me a lot of things. Slow learner? Not on the list. Not on the list. I learned and I learned fast. But one pill was all it took. I can't imagine doing it every day. It got me shitting like a goose. <laughs> you ever seen a goose shit? You ever been in the park? It's like, oh, look at the goose. Oh. That's a... Uh considerably less cute than it was two seconds ago so yeah fuck mushrooms fuck psilocybin fuck a micro dose fuck a microsoft fuck micro machines fuck a microwave it ain't for me can't say i didn't try and truthfully that was the worst part because like i said i got ahead of myself I, I i try to fly before i know how to crawl you know what i mean and i was just so convinced i was like happy that I finally found something. Not even sure what I'm looking for. Not to be like overly poetic. <laughs> Corny, in other words. Not to sound like a fucking Phil Collins song or something, but I'm not even sure what I'm looking for, but I'll know when I find it, you know? And uh, I'm so desperate to find it that if someone even suggests they might have what it is I'm looking for, I'm like, oh, you know, I think you're right. Run it. Run it up, run it down, run it all around. <laughs> uh -uh. 
but yeah, I was disappointed. I was like, fuck, man, fuck. I was convinced this was it. If this ain't it, what is? Like, we got to keep looking for some shit? Ugh. I'm getting tired, man. I'm fucking exhausted. I guess I'll just walk my dog and read the newspaper on my podcast, you know? Not a newspaper. Sale paper. I even told a friend that I'm just looking for a cure. And uh, it hit me with a good question. They're like, are you sure you want a cure? And I feel like I hit them with a good answer. I said, most of the time, I don't want a cure. Sometimes I do want a cure, but I also know that the fact that most of the times I don't want a cure is probably a symptom of what I should try to cure in the first place. Go ahead and run that back if you didn't follow it. It is very weird that I keep going outside and there's cell papers in my my driveway. Does anyone think of this? Because you know no one requested that. Nobody is like... (laughs) Nobody... Nobody wants that shit. Like, I'm sure old people might read them. I'm sure my mom would read it. But do I look like my mother? The answer is yes, kind of. Physically and also mentally. Bit of a psychopath. Um. Yeah, I want these, I want these sale papers to not show up in my yard anymore. Maybe that's why I keep them there. (laughs) Maybe that's why I just leave them there. I'm just hoping whoever puts them there is like going to go to throw it. And like, oh, they already have one there. Never mind. Skip this house. Weird things. Strange things. Strange activity. Yeah, we're all over the place, huh? Um, I feel like this episode started off strong. And uh, here we are. But I'll be honest, I'm fucking over it. (laughs) I am over it. So I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go. I already recorded two more episodes. I recorded one two nights ago with my friend Zoo DeVille. He's one of my favorite people in the scene. And we had a really good time. And I'm editing that one. It's going to take a long time. So I figured I'd put this one out first. And um, I feel like there's more I wanted to talk about, but again, kind of over it. I'll just like make a note if a light bulb goes off in my head. Thank you for listening, um, for supporting, and uh, not sorry, but <laughs> if if some of the subject matter was a little brutal, more brutal than than we've uh, than has been the subject matter of late, um. I don't know what you want from me, you know, but hopefully you got some laughs out of it and uh, hopefully you'll come back. Happy birthday to my dog. Rest in peace, Bobby Caldwell. Rest in peace to the guy who died at the gym, but also congratulations for dying in a jacuzzi. And that's all I have to say this week. You guys take care of yourselves. Take care of the people you love. Follow me on Instagram. Give me money on Patreon. All the important things. And uh, I am out. Yeah, I'm out. Oh, we're going to play Bobby Caldwell. There, see, there you go. That's some positive shit to, to end on. 
Here's Bobby Caldwell. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. I see you in a lonely place. How can you be so blind? You're still regretting the love you left, left behind. Oh, darling, I've seen you go through the changes. Sitting alone. Are you expecting to find the love? Take my chance